there's a couple <laughs> bottles of wine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I promise there are no rupees in it, no matter oh what the game says. All right. I Let's can move on to our step. I killed CIA. TK, I gave you a shot and you blew it. All right, we're moving on. Red Raiders. Hello. Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators, with the occasional side quest for boxes of chocolates and vials of insulin. Ew. <laughs> My name is Fenwald Griswick. <laughs> I am Chaotic Anarchy right now. <laughs> I, I am the Kilted Sea Lord TK. Yay. In, in about 30 Lord. minutes, CA's identity might change. <laughs> so stay tuned. It's- it depends on what game I, I go into reviewing, depending on who CA is. Full <laughs> secret. And today we have a special guest. Yay. Everybody say hello to Sarge. Hi, Sarge. Hey, Sarge. hey guys. I'm waiting, but you can't see me. How are you, Sarge? <laughs> um, actually refreshed. I'm, I'm feeling really good right now. Excellent. You have done very well with your first interview question. Right? <laughs> I give it a five out of five. <laughs> So I was about to say, if you give it a 5 out of 10, I'm like, man, really? Come on. <laughs> Sarge is an active member of the Threadreader community, also has his own Twitch channel. Uh, is there anything else about you that the people should know about? Um... Yes. <laughs> well, that Sarge depends. is amazing. <laughs> I could talk about Sarge this whole time. <laughs> yeah, but I'm supposed to be the one talking, though, right? I'm sorry. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's right. Sorry. All right. Well, let me let me ask you your first question then. Uh, so I was on your Twitter feed today. Stalker. And I noticed that you use the hashtag uh, twerkle in one of your tweets. <laughs> now, uh, this word is so new that Urban Dictionary just had an ASCII man giving me shruggy shoulders when I looked it up. What is twerkle? Oh and in a related question, would you say that your high school English teacher is proud of you? <laughs> uh, well, actually, the twerkle is, uh, I guess you could say, part of another group that I, I guess you could say I, I hang out with on Twitter. Are they enemies um, of ours? Because I'm willing to skip this question. Oh, no, 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 they are not enemies. Okay. Um, they are pe- uh, people that actually follow those that were involved in LARPs, the series, with uh, on, that was on Geek and Sundry a few years back. Ah. Um, and a lot of us, uh, it's pretty much a lot of the followers with them, along with the actual cast members as well. Uh, they also do their own Twitch thing as well, where they do a live play uh, of actually lately it's been a whole bunch of uh, White Wolf and uh, uh, World of Darkness games uh, such as Changeling and uh, Exalted so okay, I'll, um, that's pretty much all of us that follow them whether my English teacher is uh, happy with me or not um, well I'm not an English major I'm a math major so too bad <laughs> <laughs> who needs words when you have numbers <laughs> right when you can count when you can all talk in zeros and ones it doesn't matter whether your words make sense think about it this way if we ever do meet the space aliens you're going to have to speak to them in ones and zeros i'll work it's on the my only minor. universal language 
What right. if they speak binary? Maybe depend or what if they on speak you. Hex? Well, if they speak hex, wow. then we're all screwed. Yeah. <laughs> it's all that's that war. That's never good. <laughs> the planet Earth cannot abide hex speakers. Like, nope, you speak hex. <laughs> Sorry, go to Mars. Go now. <laughs> do you have to LARP to twerkle? Uh, no, you do not have to LARP to twerkle. <laughs> okay. However, I'm just checking in. To, this is all just new to me. A little bit. I'm always behind when it comes to stuff that's happening on the webs. I thought it had to do with twerking. Not gonna lie. I, I did do. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's twerking in a circle. Like like reverse twerking. <laughs> that's just called grinding, CI. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the Percocet is arriving. Not quite here yet. Still checking in at the gate. Let me ask you this. I love you guys. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarge, I noticed that on your uh, on your Twitch account, you're playing Dragon Age. Uh, it's Ooh. one of the ones that I'm playing, yes. Um, Good game. Uh, I was playing Kingdom Hearts 3 until I beat it last night. Uh, Did you? Right. No, don't tell me. I don't know. Uh, no, spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. No spoilers. I'm spoiler free. Uh, but I've been playing Dragon Age Inquisition a lot lately. Ever since they released the little teaser that they have for the new Dragon Age that'll be coming out, when we don't know, but yeah, uh, want to be prepared for it because supposedly it's going to take over where one of the DLCs uh, left off. So I'm excited. I'm a Dragon Age fan, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we're huge. My Dragon thing fans. with the uh, little teaser they sent out, they did it at the exact same time as. Bethesda did the new Skyrim teaser. Yes. Oh, yeah. And they're using the same engine, and it's like they they both used the same uh, studio to make them, and the studio used the exact same thing for their advertisement of, it's picking up where the last, last one continued. It's like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, you've enticed me with your amazing video and... I, I love both games, but why do you have to put this cryptic text for two <laughs> seconds at the end of your video? Right. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole Dreadwolf thing for Dragon Age. I didn't catch very much on the on the Skyrim though. So, but the the Dragon Age that one takes takes place, I believe, based on what all they've shown and talking about, especially with the Dreadwolf. That's gonna hopefully take place after the where the. Um, DLC Trespasser ended. Is the Skyrim thing DLC or is it like Skyrim 2? Uh, it's a whole new game and ironically the working title is called Skyrim 2, not the official title. <laughs> <laughs> I saw That's that great. post from a friend of mine and he, he sent it to me at work today. He's like, dude, this is an official press release for the game. I wonder if you'll be able to port over all of the Skyrim mods like there's, they have such an active modding community. I, I wonder if that'll be a it's thing. It's based off the same engine because they're both being based off the new Unreal Engine that supports Nexus mods. It's what uh, Fallout 4 did for their modding. So you should be able to because you can port Fallout 3 and New Vegas mods into 4 now through Nexus mod. Fascinating. <laughs> to me uh, I'm sure everybody else is bored out of their mind especially Sarge so let's switch over <laughs> right. so Sarge you beat Kingdom Hearts 3 which means that you know everything that there is to know about the game so I ask you this is it possible for your character to accidentally step on the blonde one's hair <laughs> because 
she's she's dragging behind at least 50 to 60 feet of rope uh, at some point and she's usually ahead of you like she's running in front of you i don't understand how that is physically possible i mean i have yet to do it same here i have not however uh swinging is always fun so yes hey now She's definitely a swinger. I need you to save this for after dark. It's too much. <laughs> oh, I was not told this was supposed to be PG. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, the, the TR stream warning. This is not a PG. Right for every stream. Is this PG or not? Uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we have to pace ourselves, okay? We got what's in the box coming up, and when it arrives, what's that takes us immediately to rated R. Oh, no. <laughs> So we're pretty sure that you can't accidentally snap Rapunzel's neck because I feel like for a Disney game, that would be a bit much. Well, you know there's a glitch somewhere, Grizz. <laughs> Where there's I'm a just glitch, saying, it can happen. She's running through the woods with enough hair uh, to make at least 12 horses. We can't tell you because then it would ruin it for those Yeah, I did say no spoilers. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. I mean, if there's neck snapping, that would ruin it. I mean, that's... <laughs> One of those things you just hope to see. So, that's a secret <laughs> DLC in a Kingdom Hearts Disney Earth game. I mean, hey. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you look at it. It's, I mean, they've had deaths in Disney movies, especially recently. So, hey, you never know. All I'm saying is Lion King. <laughs> Sarge is biting his lip. He's like, that's the end of the game. I can't Damn say it. it. <laughs> I would secret like to Disney ask Sarge a question. Good. Okay. Sarge, I am like your number one fan. And I saw your streams on Twitch. And I want to know how you got started with that. What made you want to start streaming live for all the world to see? Actually, I did it more on a whim, really. Um, I started doing stuff more on PC, uh, doing that, working through it because it looked like it was fun. And, you know, I wanted to just do it. I like that. And you have other family members who stream too, right? Right. Uh, My... uh, Two of my brothers actually stream, uh, which one of them was on the Call of Cthulhu game with us. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the other one actually donated and caused that one to get really crazy. So Was his name Chris? <laughs> was yep. it Chris? Yeah. That was really great. He was almost, like, every time somebody donated, they just, they really wanted Ryan to go insane. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't? Well, I mean, it... He embraced it. It doesn't help when he says, I want to eat faces. Hey, I'm just saying, if you guys would have gone the shotgun method, he would have eaten somebody's face. It might have been his own. I mean, but... we tried. Yes, how was life with Madame LaCroix? Ah, so good. Right. I, honestly, I was... My I little was... Tibby. <laughs> well, this one was kind of waiting on some face melting to start happening. It didn't quite get there, but hey, we almost died. <laughs> That's a good accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the game went really well. We all did great. It was it was the first time I actually got to play with Sarge on an RPG. It was amazing. You guys did wonderful. No, oh, it's such a proud DM. You can even tell like through your voice. <laughs> right. You almost you almost hear yeah. that tear going down the cheek. We made the keeper proud. <laughs> and we lived. To tell yeah, another you, tale. You outthought me in ways that I did not think I would. Like, I, I fully assumed you guys were going to go. When you said we're going upstairs, was like, they're going to go into that room with a guy trying to tame the tiger. Hey, somebody's getting eaten. Nope. <laughs> I really thought things were going to escalate when I pulled up Betsy from between my legs, but surprisingly, it didn't. It was great. 
to be just carried me off into the the dark sunset. <laughs> well, more like carried you into the floor, more likely. Yeah, yes, yes, it was not very graceful. <laughs> Although you managed to throw me onto pillows, which were randomly there. <laughs> right? It's like, where did those come from? Yeah, it was great. It was a good time. Grizzix, you would have had a really good time. It's I'm, fun. I'm saying this. Yeah, because Call of Cthulhu, um, you find a lot of puzzles in that game, too, and mm-hmm. you enjoy puzzles. I'm like a puzzle addict. I know. I know. There is one game I got literally like a, a puzzle piece made out of flesh that was sent to me. That was pretty crazy. That's awesome. Yes, <laughs> it was so cool. And then another time I got like a hand in a different game, and you had to you know get the fingerprints off of it, even though they were dead. And you actually had to figure out how to do that. It was really a great Google session. <laughs> if we had more time or if we ever ran a long form Call of Cthulhu game the the things get really crazy and weird so like my question is like I've only done one shots and so like the sanity meter like crashes and plummets within like usually like a half hour and everybody's insane and things are crazy and people die right what is it like in a campaign? Does everyone die that quickly or do they just oh, no. slow it down? <laughs> it slows down a lot. Like, you know, you start with higher sanity, typically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you don't lose, uh, like, typically your sanity goes down one point or two points. Not, <laughs> oh, you 40. lose 28 sanity. <laughs> Yeah, we got like a donation. What was it like seventy dollar donation, and we all had to go to like critical. Yeah. Right, seventy dollar donation followed by a thirty dollar donation that just said sanity. I was like, okay, that meets the hundred dollar. Everyone's going insane. Right, <laughs> and they happened within like two minutes of each other. It was really cool because as you went crazier, Griswicks, like one moment everything looked fantastic and we were this gorgeous palace made of pearl and people were like bathing in chocolate. And then another moment, like it was like horrifying and the walls were made of flesh and then things were like bleeding and it was just not good. Things tasted like copper when they were supposed to be like whiskey. It was not it was not good at all. No. I'm so sorry. You said something there that that threw me. It bathing in chocolate? Yes, yes. it was a thing. Riki, 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 Riki got to bathe in chocolate. Oh, yeah. did you know? Oh, you, little you, toesies in. You you don't you don't bathe in chocolate? No, mm. I uh, I've just restrained myself to water for all these years. Who knows? Games <laughs> have you been playing? Really? I mean, everyone should bathe. Is in there chocolate. like a separate chocolate pipe in the bathroom? <laughs> I mean, uh, her full name or her full name was uh, Desad. <laughs> her last name. Understood. So. <laughs> Is there also like a chocolate bidet or, you know, like any other chocolate plumbing Why that I should you... be aware of? I don't need chocolate ass cleaner. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I mean, some people might be into that. I don't judge. I mean. <laughs> I mean, you would think that that would get a little confusing. That's, that's... I'm already confused. Now you're not even seeing it happen. This is why I told you to pace yourself with the, yes. yeah, with the dirty, <laughs> dirty. Well, if we ever did like a Call of Cthulhu campaign, I'd probably be in on that. I really like that. Like, I I do. I find it funny though that when we were playing, Sarge, you were the only one who figured only out the you. first puzzle. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> like, You're welcome. Looking, what was it? At it uh, <laughs> when you guys first got off the train, and the guy was standing there with uh, the 
uh, with Supreme Overlord Zoe, Queen of the French Quarter, on Twitter. Sarge is like, wait, wait, wait. She told him to take her for a walk. <laughs> but you quit this adorable tiny little dog called the Overlord that had a tiny tiara on its head. How could I possibly solve a puzzle under so much pressure? <laughs> it's the most precious thing ever. Because you should have seen it. It was the tiniest little dog ever called the Overlord. How could you not love that? And then they gave me the leash. So I actually got to walk around with it for like two seconds as I was hugging this pearl carriage. Until somebody donated 50 bucks and then all hell broke loose. <laughs> At the right. first donation, somebody donated uh, was from Kent, from Mets Girl Kim, like $5. Like, okay, everyone loses a certain amount of sanity. Next person who donates, $25. Like, wow, <laughs> no one donated the help at all. <laughs> it was no. just $25 and all it said was Ryan. It was literally like a dollar they could have helped us. <laughs> they did not know. I was expe- honestly, I was expecting somebody to start, you know, singing or for TK to start playing the Sarah McLaughlin song in the background. Maybe somebody would have used the dollar to help us out. I offered to sing it if people donated, and they'd still they would rather see us. Yeah, play. I say I'm gonna. I say I'm gonna start playing it during break. All of a sudden, on break, we get ten dollars worth of donations. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> look, if we don't get more donations, I'm gonna start playing that song. Wow, we got donations while we were on break. <laughs> As a personal plug, uh, I'm starting a new Twitter account, uh, Coco Bidet. Um, if, I, if I could just get a couple of followers, maybe like 10, 20, that would really kind of help me out, launch this thing good. Oh, can we name the podcast that? Coco The Coco Bidet? Bidet? Yeah, sure, no. why not? Yeah. Yeah, writing it down. Right. Writing Look, it down. Yes. You, guys, you guys know I live like right outside Hershey, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh. I mean. This is perfect, and I could pitch this idea to them. That's where I have to go to get my mail. It's promo time. This episode of the Thread Raiders podcast is brought to you by the letters Q and Umlaut. This episode is also sponsored by Tabletop Loot, the best place on the web to find quality gaming accessories for your D&D, Pathfinder, Fate, or whatever TTRPG you happen to love is, game. Sure, that's English. They also have mugs, dice jails, and other great miscellany. And if you use the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout, you will receive a discount off your entire order. I find it hard to believe you're going to find a better deal than that. Visit TabletopLoot.com today to check out their great selection of gear. Tabletop Loot, loot for every table. This episode is also sponsored by Founders Coffee. There are only so many hours you get to spend alive here on this planet. Now, for some of you, the afterlife grants you your own planet. So for you, my concern for your lost time will seem pedantic. But for the rest of you, spending countless hours standing in line at the local coffee shop, or even worse, in line at one of the five buildings that all have the exact same franchise coffee shop directly across the street from the train station, simply does not make sense. That's why there's Founders Coffee. Roasted beans simply taste better with a little bit of patriotism. Proudly packaged right here in the U.S. of A., you haven't truly woken up until you've downed a cup of their Old Glory Medium Blend Roast. Set your coffee maker timer for Reveille, set your sights on www.founderscoffee.us, and set yourself up with a bag or two of coffee so good, it'll raise your flag in the morning. Founders Coffee, patriotic to the last drop. And now, back to our show. 
Get on down and party. I'm starting to feel good, guys. What is that? Yeah, that, that pill's passing <laughs> customs, so let's move on. Oh, yes. Yeah. CA, what's happening in the uh, community? You didn't sing my song. It's community <laughs> update. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz hands. <laughs> you know what's up? Laser corkies. Yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Retroverse. Yay! Retroverse is out, and their Kickstarter was funded literally, I think, within the hour. Their goal was 12,000, and they're at currently 38,000. Nice. So they have funded, and they have 28 days to go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Absolutely amazing. I've been doing uh, playtesting from the very beginning, and it's just got (laughs) so expanded. It's incredible, all the stuff that they have included in it. They were one of our first interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Episode three. Luis and Chris are just amazing people too. Oh, yeah. so nice. So very nice. And um, you can find that uh, Snickle Socks is Chris. Yep. And the artist is Luis Abades. <laughs> we're going to assume that's how it's pronounced. I'm sorry if I said it wrong. And they're from Lasers and Liches. So you can see their website, lasersandliches.com. Uh, the Kickstarter uh, comes with two different PDFs. Now, they decided to do PDFs just because it's so expensive to get the book copies and have them shipped and you have to wait forever for it. So right now, they just started off with the PDF versions. That way, after it's funded, they said within like days, you receive your stuff. Uh, the only thing you might not receive is like the stretch goals, Yeah, right. Uh, which is to be expected. But hey, I mean, they have the content there. That's incredible. Usually, Kickstarters, I can't even tell you how many I've been waiting for months and I haven't even received them. So that's pretty cool that you get this right away and they also said in the future uh if you do want like a copy that you can take home they're going to go through drive through rpg and i'm not too familiar with their website but apparently they make them as you go so if they order like a copy that you want to have a book of they'll just make it for that person and send it as opposed to making thousands of books or something like that Mm. print on demand Thank you. Words. You have words. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of it. I'm like, it's a, it's a long, drawn-out sentence. <laughs> TK, any minute, you can stop me. <laughs> Boom. There it was. So it comes with this is what's called the, <laughs> the Player's Mix and the Game Master Beats. The Player Mix comes with four new classes, four new playable species, four new backgrounds, 40 new spells, eight new feats and new subclasses and subspecies for D&D 5E. And it's retroverse because everything is retro. They have some really cool stuff. I know TK's done a lot of playtesting for it also. Yeah, and every time it was so awesome. Mostly I was the GM. I didn't actually get to play. I got to run a crap ton of games. (laughs) And they have a crap ton of mimics, so I'm a huge fan. (laughs) There's a mimic arcade. We all know I'm going to try to be whatever that is. I can't wait. Yeah, wasn't there at some point we were talking to them about possibly creating just a mimic book that was only mimics? Yeah, they've got that many. Because they love me. (laughs) (laughs) And they make dreams come true. I know on uh, the Twitters that was one of the things a few months ago uh, that Luis asked, like, choose a mimic. The one I, the one I thought of just because I'm a nerd and a Transformers fan was a cassette tape mimic. <laughs> yep. How fantastic would that be? I don't even know how that works, but it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that comes with the Kickstarter is the Game Master Beats. Um, that is the rules, the full campaign, 40 new magic items, 40 new monsters, a world map, and rules for adapting and creating your own settings within the Retroverse. 
which is very cool as well. I know uh, Somaty Games has uh, done that, created his own world. And for the Stinkraiser coming up, uh, he's also going to be doing Retroverse, uh, which will be exciting. So everybody will get to see um, what it's like to play. And uh, if you're thinking about doing the Kickstarter, you can definitely come out and watch it. You don't have to make a donation to go to the Stinkraiser, although we would really appreciate it. You don't have to. Um, if you want to see Retroverse and hang out and see how it's played and what the expansions look like and some of the crazy characters. I know they have some seriously crazy monster stat blocks, <laughs> which... Um, I think everyone will definitely look forward to. Um, for me, I got the pledge of $50 or more because it's insane. Like, listen to all the stuff that comes with this. It's the Players Mix and Game Master Beats, which we just mentioned. Plus, you get four new classes, races, four subclasses, even more magical items, 40 new monsters, crazy mechanics. Like, it, the list is, like, in- unbelievable. So I would definitely take a look at what they have to offer. Um, for their stretch goals, I believe they're on the third one now, which is pretty incredible. Let's see where they are. Is that the one where yes. they go out to the wilderness and they actually trap a mimic in the wild? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no one should trap mimic. <laughs> Uh, so they're on their, their fifth one, their fifth tier. So they have already added retroverse character sheets, um, even more monsters and spells. Um, we're still working on, on getting those corkies I had mentioned earlier because <laughs> I know everyone's really looking forward to that and hoping they get to be one. <laughs> <laughs> so you get laser corky pins. They've got bracelets and swag coming out for the 35,000 mark. It's just been insane. They did an incredible job pulling this uh, Kickstarter together. And although I was really sad before that they had held off on it and we were all like gung ho about it, I think that it was a great decision now just seeing everything that they've worked so hard for. And I highly recommend it. So you can definitely check them out. Go to Kickstarter. It's Lasers and Liches. Um, new 5e source books. We can put the link in there. And you can go see what it's about. I am so proud of you that you used the phrase laser corgi and then just let it hang there. You didn't even get into it at all. <laughs> just simmer on that for a little bit while I talk about this other stuff. Because there's pictures of laser corgis everywhere on Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, what could this be? And then as soon as you open up the Kickstarter, it tells you about it. And you get even more excited. They talk about like code dragons and pizza slimes. And they're just, how could you not love this? It's fantastic. That was my enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tone it down. I'm too excited. <laughs> I can literally see the Percocet waving at CA from the arrivals <laughs> luggage carousel. <laughs> TK, you got to take over, buddy. <laughs> okay. Uh, there were two games I actually was uh, debating on going over tonight. I chose one because a friend of mine's doing a new podcast uh, based off Monster Hearts. What's your friend's name? Uh, Bailey. On Twitter, she is at Ironic Adventure. Their new podcast is Control Alt Escape. And it, it's a good podcast. It's a nice actual play of Monster Hearts. And then I had to go pick up the game. And I was like, oh, this is actually a really cool game. And I, I want to run it. You want to know a sad story? You hit Control-Alt-Escape you know how... and your is going to shit? No, you know how <laughs> there is Control-Alt-Escape? Well, you know, I used to think that that was actually called Central and not Control for like the longest time. And it wasn't until I was like 17 someone corrected me. So like literally my entire life, I had no idea that that button was Control. <laughs> this is a very sad story. You can continue now. <laughs> Did you wash that Percocet down with some wine by any chance? Is it wine 30? As fast as I can. 
Got TK Monster TK Hearts. What Master. is that? What is Monster Hearts? Uh, Monster Hearts. Let me pull up the description because it it's a really cool description. Mm. It sounds like Kingdom Hearts, but Monster it's, Hearts. Uh, <laughs> It's about the messy lives of teenagers who are secretly monsters. It explores the terror and confusion of having a body that is changing without your permission. The monstrosities Ooh. of these creatures is literal. Ooh. Well, that must be wow. terrible. I never thought about that. <laughs> Jeez. But it's nice because it's my favorite kind of die. It's D6. You only need two of them to play the game. You wow. and your D6s. I'm going to make you a shirt. <laughs> I don't know what's going to say yet. You got to give me a couple. Days. Is it the fate <laughs> system? Because they always seem to be about the fate system. No fate. No, this is. I'm looking it up here. This is why we do no prep work. Okay, it's exciting <laughs> moments like this. We like it raw. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the suspense. Good. Uh, it yes. is the uh, apocalypse. Sorry. The apocalypse world engine, mm. which uh, does, which actually came out around open time. Time open D6 did in the 90s. So many games based off of that, including the other game I was going to talk about, which was about superheroes, but they seem more fun. Yeah, Mon so, like Monster Hearts is what we're talking about, right? Or did I? Yes. Okay, okay, good. I thought, <laughs> I thought maybe I took us off in a whole new direction. I felt real bad. And so Monster Hearts, I'm becoming a monster? You you start as a monster. And the the goal is it's driven by the story, which I really like. I really am getting more into the narrative systems. Mm -hmm. Because I've played D&D so long it's like uh, yeah, I know this like the back of my hand I need new stuff <laughs> uh, you're you're starting as a monster and your goal is to find love Ooh. and Aww. narratively you have to do that while also surviving whatever world the GM puts you in that is so appropriate Valentine's Day was yesterday so you have to right. find love with another monster yes whether it be another Aww. player or an NPC that's they, so sweet. They do have rules in here about um, playing appropriately. I, I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I, I, with all the recent stuff going on in the community, we can all imagine that that would be something big. Oh, yeah. It yeah. just makes it you know, very straightforward and simple. They don't go too much into it. Just uh, pretty much don't be a dick. <laughs> that would be helpful yeah. it's on all the character sheets if you have any questions go to this page if you have any questions go to this page which I really like on their character sheets for the players like if you have a question regarding what this does go here actually I think that's really neat so you're saying yeah. on the character sheet it says if you have a question about you know like this role or this class or this skill you can go to this page learn about tempting or strings turn to page 26 to learn about Physically exhausting yourself, turn to page 29. It's like, oh, cool. That's clever. I like that. It, it keeps the game going, and it also makes it a lot easier on players cause and DMs. It's like, oh, uh, you know, turn to page 70 in the monster manual. It's like, okay, there's a lot on page 70. You know, each page is kind of dedicated to what this is. So let's say Sarge is like a Hulk beaver, right? And I want to to make lovey-dovey. How does this work in the game? Like, how do I approach Sarge? Did you just say seat? Hulk Beaver? Are you slurring your words or what's happening there? No, Sorry. I was trying to think of a spontaneous monster. Understood. To mind. <laughs> a hulking beaver. Uh, but Hulk Beaver, really? If I was a minx trying to court the Hulk Beaver, what would I do? Do I have to roll a d6? Uh, first, you would have to... Uh, find out if you're attracted to each other. 
which would be rolling 2d6, and you have to roll above their roll. Like if Charge's like, yeah, I'm not interested. Or let's say uh, it rolls based off of a really interesting thing called hot, cold, or dark. Mm-hmm. So you would have to roll hot, and you would have to beat mm-hmm. GM's roll. Okay, then. What happens so if she rolls dark? Roll it hot. <laughs> Boom. Uh, rolling dark, you there's something called embracing your darkest self if you fail the roll. Okay. Love has a dark side. And it's kind of like, you know, it, it, it can uh, <laughs> go bad. Like, here's here's one of uh, the Fae. Like, uh, for Fae, they fuck up something simple at a crucial moment, suffering minus one harm if appropriate. So you get hurt by rolling oh. your dark itself. Like, I'm trying to woo you, but I'm standing on the bleachers. <laughs> I fall off the bleachers. <laughs> Why would you let me woo you, Sarge? <laughs> let me woo you. <laughs> Don't be so dark. And, and you can decide <laughs> if you fail a roll. That's actually how you get experience. Because like in life, you know, oh, I did this really cool thing. Oh. I'm gonna do it again, but I I did badly at it. Well, now I know next time how to do that cool thing. And when your experience fills up, you can. Uh, it, their leveling is kind of strange because you don't really level, but it takes like if you use up all of your hot or cold, you can gain those back, or you can gain strings or you know, essentially what everybody knows is fate points what is a string uh the string is what you need to get someone to really like you to turn oh. someone or tempt them you can also use it to hurt someone <laughs> like I tempt you with my string sarge <laughs> it's like oh i don't I like that one. jenny is hitting on sarge so i want to you know pluck her I, I string wanna, I want to make it so like that locker smacks her in the face. Oh, geez. It's getting savage. This is like all about jealousy now. What happened? (laughs) That's what happens when you roll dark. (laughs) It went mean girls all of a sudden. Yeah. And then there's also uh, something called gazing into the abyss. Oh, that doesn't sound like something I want to do. If you roll for dark and you fail badly enough, uh, you can... Or you can roll in the dark, gaze into the abyss to get an answer. If you roll badly enough, bad things happen. If you roll really well, it's kind of like uh, talking to your god in D&D, where you get an answer, but it might be not good. Doesn't sound good. No, not really. There's the various roles you can do are actually kind of neat. Uh, like You can turn someone on, shut someone down, keep your cool... Lash out physically, which is our version of attack. Run away. <laughs> uh, you can say you're going to do something for experience if you you know you're going to roll badly or you don't care about the roll. So, like, how in-depth is this game? Is this, like, Fable where you can, like, make babies and have families? And there's if, cheating and things like crazy things like that in here? If the GM wanted, yeah, because it's wow. purely narrative. This, this is, is crazy. This is why you should not be allowed to run this game because, <laughs> like, yeah, sure, you want to, you know, go off and live your life with a wife and four kids? Go for it. But first, yeah, you're going to go through this convoluted thing. You know, at Wizard World, they have nerdy speed dating, and I've always thought about doing it, but this would be so much better. I feel like this <laughs> RPG dating is kind of a and, really cool idea. And they're also, the races are really neat. Like, yeah, you have fae, vampire, werewolf. Hulk beaver. Ghosts. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have to figure out a way to stat a Hulk beaver into this game now. Wow. 
Okay, see, I, I have oh, seen thanks. you roll six ones in a row, okay? That's a pregnancy. You should not do that in real life. Oh, All right. no. <laughs> I'm going to get knocked up my first time. I also want to go on the record as saying that, for those of you who are wondering, page 84 is about applying for a restraining order, okay? So <laughs> yeah. that's the, it's the most okay. popular page in the book. Just keep it. This is <laughs> put a little sticky note in there. That way you know where it is. This is the first game I've ever seen, which I did not know about until I did some stuff with non-toxic gaming last year, that actually has a safety cards built into the game it has an yeah. x card or a, a pause card it's like huh i feel like you have to especially if you're playing with strangers like if i didn't know right. who sarge was bam card or if you're playing with my <laughs> monday group who i've been friends for you know like 20 years and things get weird yeah. in that game yeah this is definitely you have to be careful who you pick, instead of yeah. choosing a race you have to choose a safe word <laughs> right. now uh, now, with that, just as a reminder, CA, remember when we played Monster Seeking Monster on Jackbox games? Yeah, yeah. imagine that now in RPG form. Mm, it kind doesn't go yeah. so well, though. No, no that got kind of weird. Yeah. It did. Well, th- we were, I think I was the only girl there. <laughs> and then you, you guys had to all flirt with each other. In front of everyone yeah. on the stream, and it was the <laughs> difficult, right. to try to win. The difficult right. part was figuring out who we were flirting with. Yeah, you got like ten <laughs> characters to say something. It was Grizzmix. Have you heard of it before? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very weird game. It was with Jackbox games, and like everybody had like pretend they had these phones, and we were well, I guess some of us had phones, but we were texting each other like love notes, and you were trying to basically get the other one to fall in love with you based upon your messages, and we just kept alternating between each other. It was so weird. The, the weird right. part was when it was me and Dak planning to murder everyone, like just <laughs> could not didn't know who I was talking to. I was like, so I'm just gonna burn the place down. You in? <laughs> Meanwhile, I felt really bad. I had to turn people down it was so sad I I would date you all if I could as my flirt and then Dak was just all on board with that he's like sure I mean (laughs) what time 8am sound good (laughs) yeah Never playing that game again, though. That was just No, weird. never again. No. Can I just point out that last week I said, hey, guys, listen, next week is the Valentine's Day episode, and this is what I get. Hulk Beavers <laughs> and TK's TTRPG where the P means porn. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing I mean, to it's me? A, it's, a, it's a romantic game. Like uh, When I was listening to uh, Bailey's podcast, they have a – the way like they work romance in, like one character – was like attracted to someone else and they did it very well it's like okay you you have to just like in real life you have to get to know them first like Mm -hmm. ask their interests and the girls kind of like yeah no not interested and just kind of blew them off Mm -hmm. what's that game on steam where you have to date the pigeon what? I'm sorry, what? Oh my God. It's, it's like Pigeon Data or something like that. Wait, I'll look it up. I'm going to look this up now. Oh, wow. Don't Google that. The government's watching. <laughs> I, I, I have to do that now. I'm okay. Sorry. Pigeon Data. boyfriend. Googling. Oh. Yes, <laughs> you, are, you are dating a pigeon. That's the, that's, this sounds like that. That is awesome. That is <laughs> weird. Dating a pigeon this. is awesome? What? <laughs> just, just the, there's a game that you're supposed to be somehow dating a pigeon. It's like... It's a rat with wings. This is a judgment-free <laughs> zone, okay? Love who you want to love. I, I just, 
It's the greatest episode. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's Googling pigeon okay. <laughs> I need you to wrap up this segment, buddy. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, overall, I, this, this is a game I think would be great for some like beginner RPG players. <laughs> Do you take a good group of friends? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Adults, beginners. <laughs> Group of friends. I don't be kidding. Group of friends. <laughs> yeah. Step one: you put your keys in the bowl. Oh my god. <laughs> well, more like a, you know, like hey, we're we're having, you know, if you have a bunch of friends over, they want to play a game. It's like, hey, I have this game, and here's a couple <laughs> bottles of wine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I promise there are no roofies in it, no matter what oh my the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I Let's can imagine to part of that. <laughs> 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 I killed CIA. TK, I, I gave you a shot and you blew it. All right, we're moving on. Yep. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> Promise there's no Welcome, Sarge, to the Thread Raiders podcast. <laughs> Where anything goes and the points don't matter. <laughs> I totally picture TK standing at the door holding a bottle saying, which of you wants to be the Hulk beaver? <laughs> and Mandy's just standing behind him with her fangs hanging out. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Ow, that hurt. Oh, shit. We are controlling transmission. And now it's time for tea. <laughs> oh. Welcome to Tea Time, the portion of our show where we check these so-called facts from the underside of a popular beverage tea brand who shall remain nameless. Your options will be true, false, or huh? I'll read the cap and then wait for your response. Snap cap fact number 1361. A nun held one of the first PhDs in computer science. True. I'm actually going to say true on that. Yeah, that I want to say true. I mean, don't just follow me on Medicaid. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, uh, I mean, it sounds, it's one of those things where it sounds like it might be right. And you're right. It is right. The answer is true. Yay! Woo! Uh, she was not just one of the first. She was indeed the first woman to hold a PhD in computer science. Her name was Sister Mary Kenneth Keller from Cleveland, wow. Ohio. Nifty. Yes, she earned a degree from DePaul University. Uh, Her dissertation was inductive inference on computer-generated patterns focused on constructing algorithms that preferred analytic differentiation (laughs) on algebraic expression uh, written in CDC for Trans 63. It had nothing to do with Jesus. That's right. Nope. Well, who's actually read it? I mean, come on. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) After receiving her degree, she went on to found the computer science department at Clark University, um, which is a Catholic women's college in Dubuque, Iowa. Wow. (laughs) Dubuque. Uh, Fun fact, Andrea Yeager was once ranked number two women's tennis star in the world after having lost to Martina Navratilova in the world championships 3667 in 1981. After leaving tennis, she became a nun. That's a mighty big jump. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm going to smack balls across the net, and then I'm like, mm, no, I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> now, it, well, I mean, if she went to, if she taught at Catholic school, she got really good with the really good arm action for the roller. 
Oh no! See, <laughs> monster hearts has changed our lives forever. <laughs> I'm guessing she used all of her trophies for holy water. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd make a joke, but I won't. It's like trying to find the holy grail. You chose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> Snapcap fact number one four zero nine. Over 80% of the land in Nevada is owned by the United States government. I want to say true. Me too, yeah. I, not just to be different, but I'd choose false. That's all right. That's all right. Even if it's wrong, it's an opinion. Have any one of you been to (laughs) Nevada? (laughs) Uh, No. No. Been near it, but not to it okay. why you say it like that Grizz? no i figured you know maybe you had some inside information you were driving across nevada and got yourself arrested by the feds i cannot confirm I nor just deny feel like vegas gets away with like a lot of things i mean because I, they're I, friends with the united states government <laughs> maybe <laughs> there you go. they get away with a lot of things because the rat pack started there well don't they have like a, a nuke center out there too in nevada Sure. Maybe. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there's. Oh, sorry, I digress. But I think. I yes, true. With me. CA's brain is perk working right now. It's good stuff. No, I'm right. serious. I'm pretty sure there's like where they test nukes is out ah, there. Ah, nuclear testing. Oh. Yes, they did nuclear test testing. in the deserts of Nevada. That is correct. There you go, government. Oh, yeah, the Alameda testing range. And the answer is true. Uh, specifically, 84.9% of the state's land is owned by the government. Uh, top oh, wow. uses for that land, number one, national forests and national conservation areas. Uh, number two, there are 19 Native American reservations. And then number three, uh, dissecting deceased aliens from other planets. Those first two, they had to make up for making things go boom. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's where they're hiding the aliens behind, you know... The national forests and the reservations, like, no, no, ignore the fact that we have aliens here. That's right. Stay on the trail, people. Stay on the trail. <laughs> Snapcap fact number 713. An egg that is fresh will sink in water, but a stale one won't. I'm going to say false on that one. Why would a stale one float? I want to say True. Like hard-boiled eggs float, but why would a stale one float? I think uh, it's because uh, when an egg starts to go bad, it's decomp the, the technically decomposition. So right. like the yolk like disintegrates. More like uh, begins to rot, and then you have gases build up and loses Ooh. density. Interesting. See, you got me last time on gases, TK. You had this amazing theory on gases, and it was false last time. Now I'm concerned. I think this one's true, though. Yeah, because you make it sound so good, and now I want to uh, be I've, true. I've heard about it forever. I've never done it, because when I typically buy eggs, I typically use the eggs after I buy them. <laughs> and see, and now yeah, I'm going to have to try this now. What are you going to try? What, what did you decide? We're going to break in the podcast so that he can go drop 12 eggs into a glass. <laughs> <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> but stale is like what? Like, like a month? Uh, it's going to be eight weeks. About eight weeks. An eight-week egg. <laughs> I like how everybody's so quiet. Like, I'm so serious trying to figure it out with my brain. I mean, an eight-week egg. That, that egg's been hard-boiling for a long time. Right. Oh, my God. I'm going to be so much fun for this doctor tomorrow. Um, <laughs> all right. I'll go with true. And the answer is true. Yay. Woo, 
TK. <laughs> yes, nailed it. Eggshells are porous, uh, which means that over time, water can evaporate through them uh, from the inside out. Um, and so what happens is the older that an egg gets, the more the water has evaporated, leaving behind an air pocket inside of the egg. Uh, and when you drop it in the water, it will then float. Nifty. Wow. Gas is for the win. <laughs> Trust in the gas. Fun fact, mold can grow inside of an egg. If you crack an egg and find either green or black spots inside, I want you to carefully throw that egg away. Is it toxic mold or just mold? Uh, well, technically all mold is toxic. If you have two molds in the same area, they will attempt to fight each other. And the toxins that they put out to kill each other can actually harm humans. So is that why you so said like, carefully throw it away? Correct. I mean, I'm just going to go, nope. Oh, because there's two different molds inside an egg? No, the egg will have one mold, but if there's another one inside your drain, then the two of them can uh, clash. So oh. it's the best way to throw it away. Maybe not in your garbage disposal. Uh, it's my understanding if you save them until October the 30th, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> hey, what I would do, CA, is uh, put it in like a mason jar you're never going to use again screw that thing real tight and just drop it in a fucking garbage bag take garbage bag out put in garbage can never think about there it again <laughs> you remember Has when you made disposal. pineapple syrup <laughs> yeah <That's so> good. <laughs> eggs are also 100% natural so you can just throw them into the woods uh, or a field compost. or whatever if <laughs> 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 you have a composting okay. pile mm. I mean, some also people do that too. I don't because they smell like atrocious, but you know. Tried that once. Too much effort. <laughs> Snapcap fact number 398. Hippos can open their mouths 180 degrees. When you see a hippo, they're fierce. Mm. Aren't they like one of the most deadliest creatures in the world? That is correct. I'm trying to think of the last time I saw Discovery Channel and saw a hippo open its mouth. I wonder why that is. Uh, is that because like they're they're swimming and bathing and all so that stuff, and then gigantic. they get chomped on? Because they they only stay in the water, really, right? Uh, it's my understanding that hippos are incredibly territorial, and so mm. if you approach the, what they consider their water hole, uh, they may attack. They also are surprisingly fast on land. I mean, you think about a hippo; it is a massive creature, yeah. uh, and you would not expect it to be as fast. And so it also can be that humans thinking, oh, he must be slow, will attempt to approach it, and then suddenly it is upon them. I mean, I've never seen a hippo in life, but... <laughs> I haven't either, but I don't think they can open their mouth, because 180 degrees is a flat line. Yeah. Up and down. I think it's possible. Uh, I mean, I've played angry hippos. I want to say false. Yeah, does Build-A-Bear count? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Build-A-Bear build build hippo. hippos. Uh, Build-A-Bear build <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go with false on that one, too. And the answer is true. Oh, really? Yay. Wow. Huh. Uh, in the description below, you will find a link to a hippo yawning, and his mouth indeed goes a full 180. What website did you get this from? YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting it like speedanimals.com, but like to be right. like jawsize.com. Yeah, like animal, deadliestanimaljawsizes.com. <laughs> 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 Um, fun fact, the saltwater crocodile has the strongest bite of any currently living animal. Uh, so, no dinosaurs. Uh, at 4,000 PSI. And for those of you who don't 
bother with the math. That's 27,579 kilonewtons per square meter. Uh, in second place, the hippo at just over half that. Ooh. Wow. But you can you can duct tape a uh, alligator's mouth shut or a crocodile's mouth shut. You cannot duct tape a hippo's mouth shut. Correct. Really? And that's because the muscles on the inside of their jaw are significantly stronger than the muscles on the outside of their jaw. That's cool. Hmm. Snapcap fact number 328. The Statue of Liberty features seven points in her crown, one for each of the continents. I don't think it's continents. When was the Statue of Liberty put up? 1886. For the 100th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. I think that's false. Yeah, I'm going to say false, too. Yeah. I'm going to say, huh? What? Ooh. <laughs> DK hmm. laying down the huh? And the answer is, huh? <gasps> DK, wow. you did it! DK, you did it! <laughs> that's amazing. I've been sitting here going through all Mets the comments in my head. Like, there's one, two, three... <laughs> so the statue liberty enlightening the world uh indeed has a crown with seven spikes uh the designer's name was frederick august bertoldi however why the crown has seven spikes nobody knows (laughs) frederick august bertoldi actually wrote a book the year before the statue was going to go up and the name of that book is The Statue of Liberty Enlightening the World. Um, I have read that book from cover to cover. It's about 60 pages long. And literally, he discusses every aspect of the statue, down to the measurements of the fingers. And not once does he say anything about the crown or what it represents, other than the dimensions of the points. So literally, this is a guess. This could be a rumor, this could be uh, uh, the real thing, or it could just be, you know, symmetry. Because seven points, there's one in the middle and three on each side. But we'll never know, because he didn't keep a diary, and he didn't say it in the book. (laughs) So really, nobody knows why? Nobody knows, thus it's a huh. Interesting. Snapcap fact number 240. Challenger Deep is the deepest point on Earth and can hold 25 Empire State Buildings end-to-end. I have absolutely no clue. I've never even heard of that before. I'm actually going to go ahead and say false on that one. Have you heard of it before? I've never heard of it. No, but I've heard of something else that sounds like it's the deepest point. And is this on land or on sea? It says deepest point on Earth. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> well, I've never heard of it. Neither I, have I. Not once. I know. I, I know. There's a trench which is escaping me, the Marianas Trench, which I thought was the deepest point. You know what? Maybe it's another hump because it's not saying if it's the deepest point in an ocean or deepest point in a. That's the deepest point on Earth, which I think would encompass the ocean. Right. And it can hold as many. I want to. St- I love when DK thinks. <laughs> I want to say true. All right. It's oh. a hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say huh? And the answer is false. Son of a... So, uh, Challenger Deep is, in fact, the deepest point on Earth. Uh, it is located in the Marianas Trench. 
It is located at uh, 11 degrees north by 142 degrees east, and it is a depth of 10,898 meters, which is 35,755 feet below the ocean surface. Hmm. Now, the Empire State Building is 1,250 feet without an antenna or 1,454 feet with an antenna. Uh, they actually added the antenna in order to make it taller than the Chrysler building, in order to claim the title as tallest building in New York City and at the time in the world. If you Google, does the antenna count, you will be treated to political <laughs> vitriol, the likes of which you could not possibly fathom. Oh, God. Just, just with context. You want to Google it with context. That's right. <laughs> it turns out that they do. Antennas count. And so... That's what makes it false. The architectural height, which would be 35,755 divided by 1250, would be 28.6 Empire State Buildings. However, when you add in the spire, it's uh, 35,755 divided by 1250, which is 24 and a half Empire State Buildings, not 25. And so thus it is false. Ah. So technically it was more true and false. Uh, no, it's false. But... But I <laughs> we're, we're not bureaucrats here. We don't go with technically Chris correct. Chris doesn't hold back. <laughs> no, 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 wrong. We should have mentioned that before the podcast. Yeah, it gets brutal. <laughs> Snapcap fact 723. The optimum depth of water for a bird bath is two and a half inches. I want to say true. Because I've seen bird baths. They're not that super deep. They're not. And, and birds don't really, like, dive into it to the bottom or anything. Um, I'm going to go with huh on that one. Because how do we know it's optimum for the birds? Science. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when you see, like, little baby birds and even owls, like, they don't dive into large quantities of water they just kind of you know flit around and brush their little wings and shake a lot i don't so i think that might be true i don't i don't think they need a lot i'm gonna stick with true yeah i mean i don't have a bird bath but i'll go true all right and the answer is false no no there is no optimum depth of water in a bird bath, as bird baths are devastating to local ecosystems and should be emptied and dismantled ASAP. Jeez. Tell us how you really feel, Chris. Yeah, let it out. <laughs> wow. Bird baths are breeding grounds for mosquitoes that destroy natural populations and also spread oh. disease among humans. Also, fecal matter from bird baths can aerosolize if the bird bath runs dry. Uh, posing a risk to children and the elderly. Sharing bird diseases has killed off many vulnerable species in areas. In addition to that, bird baths near bushes and trees are fantastic for feral cats to prey upon birds. Chemicals used to clean bird baths can be toxic to birds, and tiny birds can't swim. Thus, they can drown in your bird bath. However, if you Aww. insist on having a bird bath, Allaboutbirds.org says that it should be no deeper than one half to one inch at the edges, sloping to a maximum of two inches deep in the middle in order to protect the birds. And so thus, it is false. It is not two and a half inches. Hmm. And so, by a final score of four to four to two, we have a tie. TK and CA. 
And now it's time for what's in the box. What's in the box? At this point, I'm guessing it's chocolate. Oh, I liked it. Everybody ready? I'm ready. I was born ready. Having snuck behind the first line of defenses to the dog face's lair, you have gathered a meager helping of supplies and snuck into a surprisingly well-constructed underground labyrinth. The walls of the cave are cramped, as clearly they are designed for the dog face's diminutive stature, not your own. Working quickly, you dart from room to room, remaining hidden as various guards and workers move to and fro past your hiding spots. The deeper you go, the more popular the hallways become, making sneaking around an almost unbearable chore. You continue to make your way through the compound, learning the layout as you go along. Eventually, you find something surprising. What to you feels like the rear of the facility is full of significantly roomier tunnels. In addition, there are lights and signage suggesting that this portion of the layer is actually an old mine shaft that has been repurposed by the dog faces. Following these older tunnels deeper, you eventually come to an old elevator. Though rusty and clearly losing its battle with time, not only is it in working order, but the dog faces are using it with gusto. Every 30 seconds or so, multiple dog face creatures enter or exit, either heading to or returning from whatever is beneath your feet. Having come to the determination that neither Molly nor Minimal are on this level, your only choice seems to be down. But that is a difficult task. The elevator seems to be the only way down, and it is so popular, you can't find a window of time to use it alone. You need a distraction. The dog faces are hoarders. Every room is full of dozens, if not hundreds, of bins and nooks, full of all manner of items collected from their human neighbors. Because there is no way to know if children are listening to this podcast, I cannot describe the exact device that you construct. <laughs> Suffice it to say, for those of you who took college-level physics, you'll recognize it immediately. The ingredients are one intact soda bottle, four pencil erasers, eight rubber bands, two banana peels, two tablespoons of powdered milk, exactly 60 inches of twine, 16 condoms, one ball of aluminum foil, six freshly broken <laughs> thermometers, the matted hair from a troll doll, an unused postage stamp, an old copy of Hey Jude on vinyl, and of course, two pounds of nutmeg. Once assembled, you light your fancy chemistry project on fire and slide it out of the room you are in. In full view of the elevator, your perfectly crafted unnamed distraction device crescendos <laughs> into a ball of multiple chemical reactions. Dog faces who were blithely waiting for the elevator now turn and wander off to view your show more closely. Now is your chance. Slipping through a crack in the wall, you rush to the now unoccupied elevator. You smash all of the buttons, only to discover that the dog faces have pulled out all the wires and are operating Ooh. the elevator in car theft mode. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Just then, two guards decide they've seen your show before and aren't in the mood. They break from the crowd and head right for you. Thinking quickly, you pop open the hatch at the top of the car and climb on top of the cage. Though the roof of the elevator is made from wire mesh, like everywhere else in this layer, there are boxes of crap stored up there 
that now double as your newest hiding spot. You peek down at the dog faces, taking care to memorize which wires operate the lift. You'll need that knowledge later. But for now, you hitch a ride ever slowly downward, preoccupied with silently sifting through the cash. It turns out that one of these boxes is not like the others. It's the size of a tissue box, and it's made out of blocked felt, like a fedora. Instead of a hinged lid, the interior of the box slides out like a drawer. The inside contains a second sturdier box, tied with a ribbon and sealed with a wax seal. The imprint is a heart. Here's hoping the box doesn't contain the same. My question for you is this. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? TK, what's in your box? So You open the box... And inside, you find a silk, a, a red silk uh, handkerchief. Ooh. This sounds familiar. I'm concerned. Can I perform magic with this handkerchief? <laughs> Not with, well, I mean, you could try, but it's just a handkerchief. If I drape it over my hand, can I then produce a bouquet of flowers? <laughs> If you have a bouquet of flowers up your sleeve, yes. I don't. There's something inside the handkerchief. Ooh. Ooh, used oh, something. <laughs> is it a dove who has been trained very well? No, inside the handkerchief is what you think is a tooth. <laughs> Ooh. Crispix, what did you touch? <laughs> don't touch Is it a Kesha tooth or a regular tooth? No. <laughs> it's a dragon tooth. Ooh, a dragon's tooth. Oh. Earning bonus points. Effect. I like it. It's a lot less creepy. Is it a molar or a fang? A fang. Ooh. What kind of dragon? I'll ask the questions around here. <laughs> what kind of dragon? <laughs> Uh, it's a kind of dragon that you're you've not run into before. This is a monochromatic dragon. It can change its colors, and on the tooth, it looks like it's a. Uh, like the tooth is changing colors. Yes, the tooth oh. itself is changing colors, and it looks like you might be. It has like a little uh, nib on it to blow into, like an ocarina. <laughs> I'll blow it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> what happens? Uh-huh. <laughs> Little boy blue, go hey. go blow your tooth. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, a dragon appears. It's not a very Whoa. big dragon. <laughs> oh my god! What the elevator is accelerating. What did we eat? I think I'm tripping, everyone. <laughs> it's a uh, it's about the size of a small dog. <laughs> uh, like... A small dog dragon. Ooh. <gasps> Like the one from Hershey Park? No, kind it's of, the uh, Overlord. Think Figment. <laughs> Isn't it Figment? Think Mushu from uh, Mulan. Oh, it talks like and, Eddie Murphy. And it just, like, booming voice, or trying to be a booming voice, who has summoned the great dragon? Who has and summoned the great dragon? Ooh, that was a really good one, too. I was going to say do Eddie Murphy voice, but that's even better. And there's just this tiny dragon, but it casts a very large shadow. Things are not as they appear. <laughs> uh, this dragon, it it's kind of like Navi. It finds things. Oh. What's a Navi? It just keeps screaming, hey, listen to you listen to it whenever you need to find something. Oh, okay. So it's you ask annoying. it where a thing is, it will find it and just go, hey, listen till you follow it. Find me the greatest beaver Hulk. 
<laughs> in all the land. <laughs> it's like, well, I would, except, you know, Jim's uh, he's kind of busy. He's getting married this week. Oh, Mazel tov. The dragon shows up at TK's house, puts his keys in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like, I brought this nice bottle of uh, Chevron Blanc. It's uh, from 98. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. the, the multicolored dragon brings a bottle of white wine to a party. How droll is that? <laughs> <laughs> it has no taste in wine. It's more of a whiskey dragon. Hey, dragon, are you a god? Like, wait, I know this one. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. (laughs) The dragon just looks around. See, Ray, that's how you do it. (laughs) Holy crap. Do we know anything about this non-dragon god? (laughs) But he finds things. He even tells you that. I am the finder of things. It's kind of my shtick. So it could be anything? Anything at all? Anything, and I will Look lead you to that. it. Hmm. It's like, also, I can I can breathe fire, but, you know, not very big fires. They're kind of small. So he's simultaneously a lighter and that thing where you clap and find your keys. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yes. See, what's in your box? In the box, you see a corn husk that is blanket sutured together with human hair and stained with blood. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I like thought of that myself I will never ask for a Valentine's Day episode again <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> I mean it could have been a heart in the box I'm almost afraid to actually ask what a Valentine's present would be for her anyway. <laughs> husk with human hair who's human hair <laughs> Is it a famous person? It is. Uh, no, it is not a famous person. So it's not like uh, a king most likely, or a prince or anything like that? No, most likely from a slave. Ooh. What is the backstory on this corn husk? Well, it's it's sewn together with a blanket suture. <laughs> well, wait while you guys Google that. Right. I'm oh, here, like, so like, for those who don't know, I just got a new mattress. <laughs> if you look at the ends of the mattress <laughs> where it is sewn together, a tag that you would can't be remove. a blanket suture. That is used by surgeons. Oh, um, is you it magical? It. Like, if, if I shake it, will this guy appear? It is not magical, no. Hmm. Did, the, did the guy who sold you your mattress use surgeon sutures as a way to <laughs> sell you on this overpriced <laughs> hunk of fabric that's in your house now? Is that how this works? <laughs> no, I was just thinking about my bed while I was waiting for my watch <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta, I'm you gotta to... think if it's like one of those special beds that's made for your back. It's actually made by a doctor, apparently. At this point, uh, to, uh... CA and the Percocet are sharing an Uber, and, <laughs> and CA just packs down on the floor, and the Perk's like, "I'll get you home." I'm gonna poke this corn husk with a stick. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> So you, you poke it with a stick, but nothing happens. Well, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> Is there any engravings on the corn husk? <laughs> Why do you say it like that? It's like legit. Like corn husk is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> because every time I've given you guys engravings and I'm what's in the box, like some Cthulhu. <laughs> there is no engravings. It is purely an innocent corn husk. Are there any kernels left on the corn husk? Or is it completely uh, clean? No, it's just like the the husk sewn together, the and there is something inside. You, 
It's a stuffed corn husk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, just how you said that with like with such incredul incredulity. Like, wait, you, you stuffed a corn husk? <laughs> How dare you create this thing like it's Molly? Oh no! Uh, I'm I'm gonna reach two fingers in and and oh. like take whatever's inside out. No. Two fingers? Just two? Yeah, yeah just two. Like uh, index and uh, thumb. We don't need so, to yeah, know which be... fingers. The... Oh no, I did. Oh, <laughs> they can be replaced. I'm a very visual person. TK has to be very descriptive at all times. <laughs> Um, so when you pull out the the item on the inside, um, what you notice is it looks like rye, and but there's these like purple pieces that are coming out of it. You know, I've seen this in a movie once. It did not end well. Is it ergot? That is correct. It is ergot. Boom! Nailed it! All right, so uh, let's give this to those guys. Watch them trip balls, and we can get <laughs> Molly and Minnie Mall. <laughs> So actually, I have a character in Daquin's game where my it was a, I'm part vampire. I'm a dampier and a super dark gothic chick. And we were trying to figure out like what my backstory would be. So in the end, <laughs> she ends up building an ergot farm and she <laughs> sells it to all of the vampires. Nice. It's really a very interesting story. Yeah. So uh, that's how this came. I to like be. that. Uh huh. All right, Sarge. If it's military themed, you get a bonus point. Uh, no, it's. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. That's a joke. Oh. There are no bonus <laughs> points Valentine's here. Valentine's Day. There's no bonus points. It is uh, a small uh, green gym. Ooh. How many facets does it have? It is perfectly smooth. Ooh. Does it look like somebody made it that way, or is it naturally smooth? Um, it seems magically smooth. Like, when I it's hold too it in good. my hand, what happens? Uh, <laughs> you feel a, a warm, a warm uh -huh. feeling. Mm. Is it magically like smooth it's... like Lucky Charms are magically <laughs> delicious? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Do you taste it? Are you going to lick my smooth gym? Well, like Finally, we've gotten to the herb. Valentine's Day portion of the show. <laughs> by right. warm, you mean like it's it's slowly burning my hand or it's just chilling there warm? It just feels, uh, it's not burning you at all. It just, it's just a warm feeling like, like it, like it, it's home. It belongs there. Do I feel like it's, is it like giving any sort of like uh, health benefits or any sort of like perks to my stats? Actually, uh, possibly. As you move it, it gets warmer, depending <laughs> on where you move it to. <laughs> like, all right. Um, I'm gonna um, yeah, shake that. <laughs> what happens? Does it I mean, get hotter? As as you move it along along, you know, along uh. your body, it gets warmer. Oh, along my body? Oh, we're moving along. <laughs> <laughs> See you in the gym. are going to need five minutes. <laughs> right. So I'm just standing in front of Chris. Wicks. And 
Kike just rubbing this gem on my body. <laughs> See, okay. Uh, I mean, I think the, think the, think that uh, she, it just the, feels so good. Um, <laughs> feels so warm. As you get to your chest, no, <laughs> it sinks in. It goes where? It sinks in. It goes in. Sinks in into your sinks body. In. in. Oh no! Like a bot fly larva. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, so Grizz. I thought the same heart? thing. Do I have a gem heart now? Uh, you, as soon as it sinks in, you feel the warmth go throughout your body. And then you feel something on your back, <laughs> like something's trying to work its way out. I feel like this is like one of those meditation exercises. <laughs> okay, what we need is we need a keyblade. Wait a minute. <laughs> so is CA Nirvana's heart-shaped box? <laughs> that would be because if you say yes you win don't say yes <laughs> i can't say yes no oh it's trying I'm to sorry. work its way out like out my back yes well that am i in pain am i dying no it just feels weird and just after a few moments wings spread out <gasps> am i like a gargoyle they're green dragon wings. <gasps> was the gem green? The gem was green. But it's just green wings. Like me, like myself, I'm not turning green, right? Uh, No, not that you've noticed. Not that I've noticed. Guys, do I look green? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm wearing these green glasses, so everything looks green. What am I becoming, TK? What are some green winged things in uh, D&D? Archfey... <laughs> oh, am I becoming a fan? Dragonfly. <laughs> if we go if we go two e, there's a lot of other things. Do I feel like I'm becoming another person or taking on the presence of someone? No, you feel like there's someone else in you. <laughs> I know for this. We're gonna need an old priest, a young gonna, priest, and some holy water. Gonna, gonna need a time out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm okay with with. You this, found your uh, special someone. I like this. <laughs> See, it's not her soulmate. Say, uh, two souls entwined together. Exactly. I think it's really warm in this so. episode. <laughs> <laughs> All we're missing is Mewage. Can I fly? Mewage. Uh, yes, you can. <gasps> Guys, I can fly. Great. Now we're never gonna. Now we're never gonna get CA back down. From is it the like soul. in Fortnite no. where you don't actually fly? You just kind of. Glide. Oh, you can't grab me. I'm flying. No, it's not like I'm a penguin and I can't fly. She's <laughs> <laughs> not, not fa- flying. She's falling with style. You feel yeah. gassy. Oh. <laughs> well, that ruined the is this, mood. Is this a um, Willy Wonka kind of deal? you hate that when it gets romantic and, you know, you get gassy. It's just like, <laughs> no. like, does everyone know I'm gassy? Like, is it that bad? Yeah, you've got a it starts uh, oh, a green a green smoke starts coming out of your mouth. The dog faces beneath you have passed out. Coming <laughs> out of my face now. Hold no. on, I got the perfect thing for this. <laughs> I ain't I ain't Grizz like a gas mask. Like here you go. I light a match. What happens? <laughs> <laughs> the, the gas is not flammable. Um, oh, nice <laughs> but, but it is rather noxious. Do I know what I am? What am I? You begin to realize because there is another soul within you that you have the soul of a green dragon that is 
manifest itself within you. It was so cool until I got gassy. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, and actually, if you had set fire to the entire uh, elevator shaft, you would have won. Uh, but I'm afraid Ergot Care Package has taken the day. Congratulations, <laughs> CA. Yeah, that, that is great. Ergot Care Package. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. It's a tough beat, but somebody's got to do it. All right, so now we're going to close out the show. Uh, it's time to talk about our upcoming events. Sarge, I want to start with you. Uh, do you have anything coming up that we should be aware of? My normal stream days uh, are uh, Monday, Thursday, Friday, uh, and some Sundays, um, and then of course on the I'll be involved in the uh, Stink Razor on the 23rd with a, a Starfinder one-shot things uh, with uh, Inu Wildcat 62 DMing. Nice. And you'll be going to Gen Con. And I'll be going to Gen Con in August. So, yes. so I'm hoping to see all the, all if not you know most of the Thread Raiders. February the 22nd through the 24th is the Stink Razor. Yes. Yes, DK, take it uh, away. Hey, the Stink Razor is a uh, event we're doing to raise money for Alex, aka the Stinkrat Streams, who's an amazing streamer. She hasn't been feeling too well lately. Uh, getting some medical treatments done to help her out with that. We're hoping to help her raise enough money that we can help defer some of her medical expense costs because her procedures are really expensive. We're one seventh of a way of the way to our goal. We'll have uh, us starting a few games on Friday. Saturday, we'll be streaming all day. I'll be running a murder horror game based on the Fate Core system. And Sunday, Welcome Party RPG is kind of, kind enough to uh, dedicate all of their streams to the Stink Razor. Nice. Yes, they've got four RPG games lined up, uh, about four hours each. I know Mets Girl is going to be there DMing a game from, I think she said, 9 to 12 a.m. Yep. She'll be closing it for us, yeah. And I'll be doing Stinky Bingo on Friday to start everything off, so I'm really excited about that. Yes. Um, I've never done bingo online before, so it'll be a whole new experience. See, we'll be booping the snoot for charity. Yes, I will be booping the snoot. And, um, yeah, you can buy tickets, or well, not buy tickets, you can donate $10 to the GoFundMe page to get a board. Um, and you can do that at any point in time. Just make sure you put bingo in the message. And a lot of the RPG games that will be played during the weekend, there are different things that can happen with your donations. So if you decided you wanted to donate a dollar, five dollars, and you want to see something change within a game, just make sure you put the name of the game in your message so that we could do something crazy or funny. There's a lot of people going to be wearing funny hats and doing different accents and killing each other off. It's going to be amazing. And we will have giveaways. Let's not forget yeah. that. We're going to have a dice, some D&D 5e starter kits, and one lucky winner during my game will win a copy of uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage Waterdeep. Ooh. Nice. nice. And then uh, in August, we have Gen Con. Yes. Uh, Gen Con is August 1st through the 4th. We're only bringing it up now because if you are interested in going, now is the time for tickets. Uh, also to get accommodations and to plan dinner reservations, so on and so forth. Uh, it's just like Valentine's Day. You don't want to wait till the last minute. <laughs> and I will be there. I'll be kidnapping Sarge and wearing a bigger t-shirt. <laughs> so you can't miss me. And we haven't heard anything back about the events yet. Um, so I'm not sure what's going to happen. But I know definitely we will be getting together on Wednesday night. Anyone and everyone is welcome to come join us. Uh, last year we had about like 50 
Twitter people come out and some people from Facebook also hang out with us. Um, I'll be there throughout the whole night <laughs> from the time we open to the time we close. And uh, I'm, I got an Airbnb, uh, which is a really nice place. And it's got a kitchen and everything. So I'm thinking about maybe doing something there too, but I'll keep you guys updated. We'll see what's up. Yeah, that's actually inside of a shipping container, but it looks good online. <laughs> it's actually really, really cool. And they said no parties, but they didn't say no get-togethers. So we'll see how that goes. So what's going to happen is I'm gonna, me and Griswicks are going to get a call. You need to post bail. And like, what, again? <laughs> well, I know Mets Girl had suggested that we get together to do a breakfast. And I think, Sarge, you were thinking about that, too. Um, so we might be able to do that there since it's so close to where the convention center is and we have a kitchen. So that'd be pretty neat. Right. Cause mine is not. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, you can also catch Terminally Nerdy and Saverick there this year. Yes, well, that's, that's right. Terminally right. Nerdy is going to be there and it's going to be a huge thing. Yeah. Cause he was mm-hmm. able to raise the funds to be able to go this year. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah, Tabletop Loot and Zionar will also be going. And I know uh, Ice ice Cream Dice is going. Ooh, nice. So we're going to meet up with them also. And I think Snickle Socks as well, who's also doing the Retroverse I had mentioned earlier. No word yet on the Cupcake Food Truck. <laughs> oh, they have to be there. The Flying Cupcake, they got to be. It's, it's either that or we're just all going to take a trip to Vegas because they, vend- they have Cupcake ATMs. I'm going to reach out to them and see if they'll make Threadreader cupcakes. I don't need any profit, but just that'd be cool to have a Threadreader cupcake. And with that, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to our show. We hope that you enjoyed it. I want to thank our sponsor, Tabletop Loot. If you use the code THREADRAIDERS at your checkout, you will receive a 15% off uh, discount from your order. And I also want to thank our sponsor, Founders Coffee. If you want to wake up with a really good cup of coffee, you want to check out founderscoffee.us for all of your breakfast coffee needs. Uh, we are now also part of the Empire Steel Podcast Network. Uh, we've got a couple of really great shows, uh, A Quest for Magic and Steel, Arc City, and of course us. So uh, be sure to check that out. And if you enjoyed our show, please give us a tweet to help us spread the word. And for more information on the Thread Raiders, you can go to threadraiders.com, where we have links to Facebook, Twitch, etc., etc., etc. 